All right, well, my next guest is very, very special, and he said he wanted an extra special introduction, so I had to deliver. This is Drew's Dozen, and in the early 1990s, he rose to superstardom as a young swimmer at Hacienda Heights. He not only broke records in the pool, but he served as the inspiration for Hammer's Too Legit to Quit rap. Later on, in his high school days, he was a record-setting defensive lineman for the Hacienda Heights football team, but he also noodled around on the guitar and was the fourth member of the group Hanson. They went on to oh, superstardom there. Then he chose to pursue a collegiate football career at the University of Southern California, where he won a record six Heisman trophies. He spent eight seasons in the NFL, the last four of which were with the Houston Texans. It's my privilege, my honor, and my pleasure to introduce Sean Cody. Sean, how are you today? Drew, I'm doing wonderful. Thank you for the wonderful introduction. Uh, you know, a lot of people don't know my medical registered, and that's why I was able to uh, accomplish that, that Heisman feat. Yeah, well, I knew, but I'm glad you let the others know. Uh, is that is that the Hanson, one of the Hanson boys there in the background? Or? No, this is Billie Eilish. This is oh. uh, Billie Eilish. Uh, it's me and my daughter's favorite uh, pop singer. So whenever I do uh, video videos like this, I don't like to show really my accolades. I like to show what uh, my favorite things are. And, and Billie Eilish is one of my faves right now. You know, it's important that you brought that up because that's one of the reasons you endeared yourself to the fandom. You didn't want to toot your own horn or puff out your own chest. You were a man of the people, someone who served others, so to speak. Yeah, that's when I when I look back at my career, I was uh, really uh, the player on the team who gave it up, who didn't, who didn't, wasn't about me. Drew, you know, you you were with me, you were experiencing things. I mean, we had great players on our team, and obviously, I was carrying a, a lot of uh, heavy lifting on my shoulders. But it was never about me. It wasn't about the game balls that I won or you know the important accolades that I got during my career. Because I would never brag about those things. It was just part of what I did. Oh, what is it? What game ball is that, by the way? What year was that? This is a uh, the let me let me get the it was the playoff game. Obviously, the the biggest games was when I the I showed up to Boston. That was uh, that's remember, when I really came through. I don't remember playing the Jaguars in the playoffs in October though. Oh well, I don't want you to see that part. Just this part right there, game ball, Sean Cody. Oh, that's okay. the part I wanted you to see. So you got that game ball. That's actually being serious now. Uh, that's actually the game. Serious? We're being serious now. <laughs> This is the Jaguars. There it is. It's a game TJ came in after Liner uh, got hurt. Sure. That sounds good. I don't remember <laughs> these things, Drew. <laughs> I, well, I remember that game for that. Well, you you had a didn't you have a sack in that game or would you would you well, I obviously played my butt off if I got a game ball, Drew. I don't I don't know if it was a sack, but I mean maybe I tipped the ball or something. Kubiak was generous this day and he probably just gave everyone a game ball. <laughs> Well, how are you doing, man? What's what's new? You look sharp. I like the, the outfit. You're looking good. Thank you for dressing up for this. Well, when I knew I was going to Zoom with uh, the only Drew Drew Doherty, I was going to, you know, had to dress up for this one. I, it's a special occasion. I haven't talked to my friend in a while. Uh, you know, I've been quarantining. Me and the girls here at the house, me and my, my kids and my girlfriend, we've been quarantining. I've been doing yep. a lot of uh, home improvement, some gardening. I've been getting into some beekeeping. Uh, Have you really been getting into beekeeping? Yeah, yeah. I bought a, I bought a nice... Uh, uh, be, well, I haven't got the bees yet, but the, the hive is built, it's waterproofed, and we're ready to receive the bees this weekend. So we're, we're very excited about the bees. One of the least surprising things that can come out of this conversation, I'm not surprised whatsoever that you're into beekeeping. I knew that you were a handyman. You fashion yourself as a tool time Tim, 
but uh, the beekeeping is new, but not surprising, not surprising at yeah. all. Well, there's a lot of time. I have a lot of time on my hands right now, Drew, and the girls uh, love honey. So I, I just put the two and two together, a handyman and, and a, a need for honey. That, that, that means a beekeeper. Now, lots of people obviously do, well, not lots of people, but people do that. And I think there's an idea that it's very dangerous. You say you don't have the bees yet, but how worried about getting stung are you? No, it's, it's really not about, I'm not worried about the stings, you know, I'm, I'm trying, the, but people don't know that bees are uh, becoming an endangered species and they're very important to our planet. And uh, we need to make sure these bees survive because they pollinate our trees and our plants. And uh, they're very important. Not just give off great honey. I'm, I'm doing this for the, for the species. <laughs> Again, it's just further evidence of who you are. Now, before all that, you have been, so you, you played at Southern Cal, Southern California back in the day. Uh, Do people still remember that I played with the Texans? That was a long time ago. This is, are, are people in Houston even, who's this guy, right? They remember 2009 through 2012, people definitely remember you. Uh, like I've, I've been texting. I mean, it was the best teams in Houston Texans history. So that I hope they remember, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, I was just, a, I was just one cog in the wheel. They remember, trust me, they remember you. So you're back, you've been doing stuff with USC since, since you've gotten back to California. You, I know you've, you've been doing pre and post game radio. You even were, you're, you're helping out as a color commentary uh, for some of the games with, with Southern California. What, what, what's been going on pre you know, COVID-19 outbreak? What have you been doing? Yeah, I got, I was lucky and fortunate enough to tie on with the, with the USC football team. Uh, and I started doing some pre and post game work with myself. You know, I was uh, tutored under, under Drew um, while I was at the Texans. So I got to learn how to be comfortable in front of the camera and on the radio. So uh, kind of a natural fit was me doing uh, radio for the Trojans. And I started doing the pre and post. And uh, last year, I was fortunate uh, enough to get some uh, color commentary experience. I got, got a few games under my belt last year and it had some fun with it. So I'm going to keep doing it. As long as they keep letting me come back, I will keep doing my shenanigans and uh, having a good time with it. The only time I've ever seen you nervous was when we shot the on the nose with Bob McNair and his son, Cal McNair. Did you get nervous at all doing color commentary for the, for the Trojans? No, no, no. I, unless my boss comes in the room. When, when the boss comes in, then I get nervous. That's why I was nervous uh, with Bob there because I, I got, I get nervous whenever someone's paying you money, you have to perform Drew, you know, this, right. and, and, you know, Bob was, was, was my payer of money. So I had to, uh, really, uh, tie my act in and hone my, my craft. Yeah. Uh, you know, his office, and I think it still might be, I'm not sure, but I, it, I know it was there, uh, back when he was still working. It's, it had for the longest time, a piece of paper, it was a black and white photocopy, of you like pumping it, you were, you had just made a tackle or something, or you're celebrating something on the field, and you had signed something to him. And I think you said to Bobby Mack, and you signed Sean Cook. You're probably the only person I could ever call him Bobby Mack uh, to his face or in a in an autograph. That was pretty impressive. Yeah, uh, you know Bob was a special guy. You know uh, he was uh, an owner you could you know be friendly with, and he would talk to you. And it wasn't like he was on some elite level. He was always down to earth and and uh, a really nice man to me and my family. So I, I love Bob for that and. Uh, all right, you want to do uh, 12 questions? I'd like to do exactly 12 questions. Okay. Um, Are these, do I go fast or do, can I elaborate? No, 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 no. Take your time. Take your, you okay. can go fast, but take how much, your time. How much time do we got? Am I, am I, are you squeezing me? No, there's no squeeze. Uh, I think Zoom says we can only get 40 minutes, but I doubt we'd go 40 minutes. So. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll try it. Okay, if you want. How often do you get a pedicure? 
a pedicure uh, pre-COVID-19? Yes, clearly. Pre-COVID-19, I'd say at least I try to go make sure my nails look nice uh, twice a month. I would say once every other week. Every other week. Okay. And you have yeah, because then they look gross and they're nasty. And I wear sandals like all the time. So you don't want to see that. This is true. He did wear, you, at least when you were playing in Houston, you wore flip-flop sandals all the time. So twice the a couch, month, uh, do you have like one set spot or do you spread the wealth? No, Jenny. Jenny at, uh, you want me to give a shout out? At JoJo Nails. Shout outs are welcome. My, yes, yeah. my girl, Jay, Jenny at JoJo Nails down the street in Glendora. That's, that's my hookup. I never, we never miss a beat. We have a, we have a, a locked in time usually. Uh, shout out to Jenny. If you're watching Jenny, I know there are rough times for nail pedicurists, but you know, I'll be back. She, yeah, he will be back. Uh, what do you, what do you chit chat about when you're getting your nails done? Oh, I'll kind of, let's like this, Drew, just, you know, topics that come to my brain that we'd like to talk about. Uh, Jenny is a very nice elderly woman. So should we, we talk about lots of uh, things I, I can look forward to in life. Okay. That's good. I like it. Uh, who is the nastiest offensive lineman you ever had to face in the NFL? Uh, definitely Larry Allen was, uh, one of the guys I went against that, uh, did not enjoy that game. Larry Allen, a hall of famer, <laughs> um, and a very strong man. I learned, uh, really my kind of welcome to the NFL moment, uh, when I was a rookie playing against the Cowboys, him and Flozell Adams on the left side there. And, uh, yeah, he was, a he used to laugh during the game, laugh at you. <laughs> Big shot. <laughs> Come on, Rook. That, remember it was not, uh. I didn't know how long I was going to last in the NFL at that time. <laughs> what? I never realized that you played against him. Well, yeah, I'm old. I just told you, Drew, I played a long time ago. Holy cow, shot Larry Allen, man. I'm learning new things. This is why, this is why we do this. I learn things. Um, are you, have you been taking classes recently before all this ha happened? Uh, uh, educational classes? Um, I, I graduated from USC after uh, my, my career with the Texans, but it's been a couple years. I was actually looking forward to a culinary career recently, looking into dabbling in some chef work. So I was going to sign up at the Institute of um, Culinary Education in Pasadena and, and take some classes there and maybe uh, dabble with some. I, I enjoy cooking, so I thought I'd learn a little bit more about it. That's awesome. That's awesome. When did you actually graduate USC, though? Oh, man. It was like two or three after I retired. So probably like 2015, 16. I didn't know this. I did not know. I thought you were still taking classes. I should have my degree like on the wall or something. Like when you no. watch these, like you have all your nice accolades and your beautiful family back there. I should have more things yeah. than Billie Eilish probably. No, I like your, your setup wins. It's simplicity. It's simplicity. Uh, no, but congrats on that. I didn't realize you'd graduate. That's bad. That's awesome. And you were going to, you're going to do culinary school. That's, that's pretty cool too. Uh, did they have like, did they just teach you how to cook everything or it was like a certain type of cooking or how's that work? Well, you know, I had some time on my hand before football season. So I figured uh, I would, you know, kind of fill that time with something and, and I enjoy cooking, but it was, it was an emphasis on, on cooking. You can do a pastry uh, course or a, 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 um, a cooking course. And I chose that. That was going to run four hours a day. And, and, uh, and so I could squeeze that into my tight schedule, but it was a, uh, Something I was looking forward to, and I'm hopefully going to you know, do that after. Yeah, there will be time. It'll, it'll spark back up soon. What do you miss the most about Houston, Texas and living here? Oh, I, I, I enjoyed the restaurants there in Houston. I really, whenever I come back, I'm uh, always very excited to hit my, my local joints there. And I, I love going to all those spots out there, man. Really a great restaurant scene in Houston. And I, I miss El Tiempo. I miss uh, 
Chris Shepard's lovely restaurants there, yeah. Hugo's, uh, all those guys, uh, great restaurants that I miss in Houston. And every time, if I get back in town, I usually, you know, try to hit all those spots up. And you also hit up the karaoke spots. And I'll say this, you are the most accomplished karaoke singer in NFL history. There's never been an NFL player that sings as much karaoke, uh, appreciates karaoke, and has a love for karaoke as you. And normally when I do this, I typically will ask a player, what's your go-to karaoke song? I'm not going to ask you that because you've got an entire catalog of songs I'm sure you, you go through. But yeah. what are some of the, the hits that you, uh, that you can rely on? Not one, but like three or four of them. Well, I, I typically lean on uh, some Red Hot Chili Peppers because Anthony Kiedis is, is kind of my range. Yep. And there, it's kind of where I start. An L.A. guy. I can, I, I've been known to dabble in Boys to Men and, and, and some John Legend some John Legend work. I mean, of course, I can do Frank Sinatra and, and, and some of these things. But, you know, I, I, I try to, you, go, you want to tighten that thing up. You don't want to float around too much. I experiment at home when I'm in front of family. I can goof off. But when it's, when it's showtime on a stage somewhere like Glitter in Houston, shout out Terry Wong. Uh, those, that's when I got to, I, I really, I really go to the A-list stuff. I don't try to try to mess around. I got you. So do your, do your daughters sing along with you a lot? Are they, I take it they're, they're performers as well. Yeah. They're, they're, I, they're not really at the level where I let them sing in front of me yet, but they, they can dance when I, when I sing, they can dance. I let them dance. You got to keep them in their place, right? Yeah. 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 They got to work on their craft first. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, which teammates do you still keep in touch with from the Texans? Which teammates? Uh, I, I keep in touch with, uh, I have a, a great group chat with uh, Brian Cushing. Mm -hmm. And I know he's a strength coach there. Yes. And he's really strong and buff. Uh, Connor Barwin. Who, who was, we saw him. A, uh, a, a wonderful story. bromance. Short, short story. Got to see Connor at the Combine this year. We were there right before all this stuff shut down. But uh, I was over typing up a story, and DP Sidhu, who she came in right after you left, big fan of yours. You'd be a big. I'm a big fan, fan of hers too. She's yeah, great. yeah. You're a big fan. Yeah. She came over and said, "Oh, Connor Barwin's uh, watching one of the press conferences." I was like, "What?" So beeline oh, over. He's climbing the ladder of front office man. I'm sure he'll be a GM one day. Yeah, totally. But it was good seeing it. We were, we were chit chatting about uh, our pal Skirfield's wedding. Yeah. Uh, July. Let's hope that still is going on. But uh, yeah, it was good to see him. He's doing well, and uh, he did the typical. He's like feeling your arms. He's like, "How you doing? You feeling all you?" Oh, he's such out? a judger of. He's a, such a judger of bodies. He <laughs> he always he always comments on my weight and how I'm doing. You look terrible. You could use a blue pound. He, it, it's very body shaming kind of guy with Connor Barber because he's always in such great shape. He's always ripped and, and his shirt is off most of the time. One one of the things I love about this is. You talk to anyone else, they always have great things to say about Connor Barwin, but you talk to Sean Cody, and Sean's chopping away at him. No, no. He's a body shamer, man. It's terrible. Everyone's talking to him. Oh, how, how are you doing? Oh, you can use a few pounds, man. You look a little – double chin and shoulder. <laughs> it's good stuff. Yeah, but it was good to see. Uh, oh, but Brooks Reed, uh, Jesse Nading, uh, Tim Bowman, uh, uh, Daryl Sharpton. Um, oh, the Ninja. What's he Steve. doing? What's Antonio Smith? He's just living the life on that ranch. He sends pictures of him riding horses. He's great. That's perfect because that leads into my next question. Please tell me your funniest on the field, on the field, Antonio Smith story. Oh, it's just his reckless conversation. He, uh, and Antonio was a different, obviously uh, a gentle, 
man when you, he got off the field. But on the field, Antonio was a reckless person, man. <laughs> he was out there. He would be talking smack with the best of them. And I remember him and uh, who's that guy, the offensive lineman, uh, Incognito. They used to have some uh, – Oh, yeah. Obviously, they got into a couple of skirmishes, but just the banter usually back and forth with them was uh, always something I look forward to because it was it was quite the uh, comic riot. Did you talk much when you were on the field? No, no, just make jokes most of the time. I would try to I would try to ease my uh, my opponents, uh, put their let them put their guards down. And that's when I would take advantage, Drew. Uh, okay, um, who's your favorite retired NFL player? Like, who did you like growing up? Who was your favorite? Oh man, I'm gonna. It's gonna. It's gonna pass my mind. But I remember when I was young, I wanted to play football because I wanted to be like you're. You're gonna need to help me with this name. You're um, Bo Jackson. Oh, I got it. I got it. I just came to my brain. I, I I wanted to be a tight end in the NFL, like Mark Bavaro. Remember from the Giants, the Horse. tight end from the Giants when they won the Super Bowl, and it, for some reason it stuck in my head. And I always worked on being a tight end in my living room, catching passes and jumping on the couch. And I wanted to be a tight end. That's when I wanted to play in the NFL. I was like, I'd like to do this thing. This looks fun. Maybe I should try this, my hand at this. And uh, Mark Bavaro, that was, uh, but then I started watching defensive linemen when I got older and, and I liked guys like that. But it was Mark Bavaro that set this young man's uh, career in motion. Pardon my ignorance on this. I should have known this, but you, you played a little bit of offense in high school, right? Did you ever catch passes or? Wait, let me find that trophy. Not a little bit of offense, a lot of offense. I was okay, a, did you? I, I think I had 20 touchdown catches my senior years at tight end. <laughs> All right, that's pretty good. That's, that's Bavaro-esque right there. Yeah, it was. Uh, loudest NFL game you remember playing in? Uh, it was definitely at home in Houston. Uh, maybe that first time we got into the playoffs uh, against the Bengals. Yep. Maybe – that yeah. was a that was a pretty just that whole week of lead up to it and the the city being fired up and uh, and they kept I remember the weather was nice enough that they could open the top but mm -hmm. they kept the top closed just so we could lock them in there and get that sound reverberating it was a, it was a wild one that was that sure was so you you really did win a national title at USC during well, your I really did all the things you said too don't let's not make a mockery of this whole thing don't, well, I mean, I'm not making a mockery I'm just kind of clarifying I mean I really did that yeah. <laughs> But uh, loudest – do you remember what your loudest game in college was? Oh, we had a game against uh, Cal. Uh, a lot of people remember it. It was against Aaron Rodgers was Cal's quarterback. And uh, it was coming – it was late in the season, and it was starting to get serious for national championship and those things. And Cal was, I think, undefeated too. I think Marshawn Lynch and all those guys were on that team too. So, And it was at the Coliseum, and that was a – that was a, it came down to the wire – Aaron Rodgers had a chance to beat us there, and he missed the throw. And I'll I'll never let him live it, every live it down. Every time I see him, I make sure to bring up that throw. <laughs> That's right. That uh, that kind of knocked them off. They were gonna go to the Rose Bowl because you guys played in the national title game in the Orange Bowl. Yeah. Texas leapfrogged them, and Aaron Rodgers. Was I'm glad you remember that game. Aaron Rodgers completed like 23 passes in a row, or something, something yeah. crazy. He was he was amazing, but he didn't he couldn't beat you guys. But he missed one throw. Yeah. Uh, okay. What did Wade mean to you? Oh, Wade Phillips. This is good. I always no, Wade Smith. Wade, Wade Smith. What did Wade Smith? Oh, Wade mean? Smith? Yeah. No, Wade Phillips. What did Wade Phillips mean? <laughs> we say, love Wade Smith. There's no, no I love Wade Smith as well. I have some great Wade Smith stories if you want. But let's tell them uh, both. Wade yeah, Phillips, what did Wade Phillips um, mean to you? Uh, uh, I mean, Wade Phillips basically created a position for me in my career. As you know, Wade Phillips is a uh, a three-four uh, defensive front kind of guy, and when you think of Wade Phillips' three-four defenses, it was a, typically a, a big giant nose tackle, 
And uh, so I remember when, when Wade got the job, I, I was like, ah, I should go talk to him. I don't know if I really fit in this defense anymore. And I went up there and talked to him and he's like, Sean, we're going to figure out this out. We'll put you in a position to, to be successful. You know, we're going to have you in a gap. We don't, you know, we need you tying up for three guys. We just have you do your job. And uh, so basically created a position for me to be successful and, uh, and just a, a, a wise man with so many great insights in the NFL, coached so many players and, and just a joy to be around, you know, and, and uh, so it was, you know, just that's how much he, he basically kept my career going. Yeah. Yeah. You got a good Wade Smith story? Oh, Wade, oh, me and Wade Smith have some great battles in, in uh, practice. He, I, I like some Wade, Wade. Wade Smith is a Houston legend, too. I'm, I, if I'm not mistaken, he still lives there in Houston and, and yeah. uh, quite, the, uh, quite the ambassador for the team. So it's always, always good to see some Wade Smith. You know, Wade's I don't really great. like offensive linemen, but he's yeah, all right. But he's, one, he's a likable one. I mean, he, he's, he, was, he was a good one for the Texans, went to a Pro Bowl or two. Uh, he's been awesome. For, he comes on and he talks with us on TV all the time. So, yeah, we love Wade Smith. So. Yeah, on the level of offensive linemen, he's the one I hated the least, probably. <laughs> That's good. Wade, if you're listening, you were hated the least by Sean Cody. That's high. Eric Winston, Chris Myers, those, those guys are terrible. <laughs> All right. Well, is there anything else that you want to get out that, uh, that you didn't get to talk about today? That was 12? Yeah, that was 12. Time felt flies. Like when you're felt like three, man. It's been too long. I just want to say I hope everyone out there is staying safe. Uh, and, uh, you know, love to all their first responders out there, especially, you know, in, in, in California and Houston. I know this is a terrible time and, and we're stuck inside, but uh, love up your family, Drew. I know you do. And uh, give everyone a hug out there. I miss everybody in Houston. It was a great time of my life. Uh, as you can tell, I won lots of game balls. But, uh, yeah, just a great time, Drew. And I, I thank you for, for, for calling me. I got dressed up for you and uh, making me feel Looks like good. I was that you're wearing. In my life. Tell me about what you're wearing there, buddy. It's it's a good look. This is uh this is a nice. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what kind of suit this is. I probably you know the, the suits are nice when they got your name in there, but this one doesn't have my name, so it's not. That I nice. I'm not judging. But these these are my swim trunks. I'm gonna go take a dip after. <laughs> I'm gonna take a nice swim after today because it's warming up a little bit. I did. I was kind of expecting. I didn't tell you. I didn't want to plant anything in your mind. I wanted this to be. Uh, organic and you you delivered the goods but i did kind of i think there's about 11 percent of me that thought you'd be out by the pool with your ray-bans on doing this like on cody well, island if, if yeah. i thought about it if we make this a a, a weekly conversation or a, a bi-weekly bi-monthly kind of thing then you'll get some more some more action on me man i i, I did what i could today i had it you know you called me yesterday and say hey we need somebody to fill in for someone important can you do it john i was like yeah awesome. i called you a week ago i texted you a week ago and we stopped, so. but you just opened the door. I might, I might hit you up again there soon. So uh, I need to go back to Cody Island. So that could be fun. I could do it. I'm Sean Cody, six-time Heisman Trophy winner. It's always a pleasure talking with you. We miss you back here in Houston. Can't wait to talk with you again. You take care, my friend. Bye, Drew.